Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. Hi, season six, episode ten of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, John Steckles from Merchester. Good afternoon. And David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. Right, we've had a long international break. We've recovered from that, raring to go. Um, and same old Tottenham. Go on, David. Oh, well, yes. Um, <laughs> I think we all hoped and, and, and expected, probably, a reaction uh, at Watford. We've already had a game and a half of abject... Oh, nothingness. And we're looking at Watford and saying, right, come on, lads, let's tear into them. And that first half was, as we say, same old Tottenham of the last game and a half. Mm-hmm. It's just, where are they? Where are they? They've gone. And, and they were anxious, nervous. What's the one thing, Pochettino, if you're going to put something on your epitaph, it's be brave. And where's the brave? I, I didn't see that at all. I don't understand quite what why we didn't come out. Um, there's lots to go into it, but yeah, I, I just an anxious, nervous first half. Thank goodness the second half came along. We changed the formation, um, which we'll go into again later, and um, started to, to to mix things up and get into the game. John, I think. What you, there were for me, there was no creativity, there was no passion, there was no guile, there was no desire. To, it looked like to me in that first task to, to get anything out of it. Um, I think that you're right; they looked nervous, and um, I think Welbeck going off early may have changed the people marking, not picking other people up, just threw them a little bit. Um, the same as Loris going off injured through us a little bit. I, and I, I think that something needs to happen drastically to turn this round. Um, it's very clear now that this just isn't a blip and we'll get through it. This is something we're in the Brown stuff now and we have got a fight with every, the players need to fight with everything they have to get out of this because mm. it's not going to change unless they do. Yeah. Um, but, We'll talk about you know, team selection and, 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 and whatnot and the rights and wrongs of it, but the 11 that Pochettino picked yesterday, bearing in mind it's Watford, bearing in mind we're at home, we should have enough to beat them. We should. So we can we can dissect the decisions he, he's, he's, he's made in, it, in his selection, and, and I think certainly um, some, of the, some of the decisions personnel who started the game yesterday um it was questionable um but saying that we're just poor we were just poor and i I really i'm struggling i am struggling to find positives i can think of a few in the second half but i'm really gonna i'm really nitpicking and at the moment i cannot see 
I can't see how we're going to... Not how, but when and if we're going to get out of this situation. Every... At every point under Pochettino in the, in the last few seasons, aside from his f- first season, um, we've had you know 15, 16, 16 17, 17, 18, even last season um, when we've done you know quite well. We've had little periods in in the middle where things haven't gone well. You know the ball hasn't dropped for us, whatever it might be. You know we've we've. I remember a few seasons back when when we. When we finished second to Chelsea, there was there was a spell in October where we we played three games against Leicester at home, Bournemouth away, and uh, somebody else West West Brom, and we we just drew three matches on on the spin, and it was just looking a bit, you know, where's that win going to come from? And we're just dropping too many points. We've we've had last season there were periods early on, but you always feel that we can turn it around, and at the moment I can't see that. I'm not criticising Pochettino. I'm not saying that he's, you know, it, I just, the moment, I just don't see it from the players or from very few of them. I think it will happen. I think it will. But I understand. And, and, and everybody, that's why the booing at half time, the frustration, because they're, the fans broadly are agreeing with you, Javid. It's You just can't see the wood for the trees at the moment. It just looks like a, um, a team whom have not, met each other um you know you stuck 11 out there um have never never met play together um it, it you, you really can't see where that, that chink of light is where except to say that second half later on um but what i'm gonna i'm gonna give a little bit of uh, I, I always like to try and give something to the away side and and watford a lot of fan, fans are it's just Watford. they're bottom of the league don't ever think that Whatever it is at the moment, the table is not where the table is going to finish up at the end of the season. Watford are not going to finish bottom. Watford will finish at least mid-table. They're a half-decent side. Um, they're a better side than Palace, um, in my my opinion. But we wallop Palace 4-0. Um, what we did do, of course, was we conceded early on. And we gave absolutely every encouragement for Watford to just camp in their box and they're big lads, and we put crosses in, and nothing came of the crosses. Absolutely nothing, until the goal. And that was only because of a mix-up. Um, I, uh, the, as you said, John, it's creativity. That is simply what's missing. A lot of people are pulling out winks at the moment. They're dragging him out saying, Wink, what does he do? What does he bring to us? Well, he brings a lot to us. But don't look at him and say, right, come on, you're the creator. He's not. That's not what he does. He keeps a ball. He cycles it around. He has gives it, goes, collects it again. He keeps it very well. But who have we got next to him? Sissoko. Well, he's not your creator either. So we hadn't got one. And we started off with a five-ish man. I say five-ish. A five-man back line, which he did form up into five at times. And then wing backs go forward. But it was very narrow. And... What we ended up with was no threaded balls through. And I, and I think Kane probably epitomised somebody who was looking up thinking, well, when am I going to get the ball? I, I can't see where it's going to come. And it's almost like he gave up. There were times where his hands were on his hips because we hadn't got Ericsson. And whether you believe it or not, you know, he's got an injury from um, the uh, international break playing for Denmark. But we can't just be relying on him. And of course, we've got Lo Celso, who's... A, 
been brought in to possibly replace him, and unfortunately, he's injured. And we've got so, Lam- we've got Lamella as well, who who I think frankly should have started yesterday. And I'm not I'm well, not saying that with the benefit of hindsight, because yes, he did come on and and, and had an impact in, in in the second half as as did Son and and Dombele. But right from the beginning, I just thought, well, hold on, Eriksson's not there because supposedly he's got a dead de- dead leg. It's questionable even if he even if he was fit and available, whether he, he's the person that we should be looking to anymore, given his his head is elsewhere. Um, Lamella has has had a decent ish. It says a lot about our club that that and how we've been playing that Lamella has been one of, one of our best players this season. And that's not that's just, that's a slight that's been slightly critical of Lamella, but in in one sense it's a bit of a dig. But also, it even you know, normally you would expect other players to 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 be the player of the season, you, the standout player or players ahead of Lamella, however well he's playing. Um, but that's not the case, and I, and I, and I think Lamella's done well when he's come in, and what he, he, that sparkle wasn't there. We didn't have him. No. But you're right, you're right, but you're you're slightly contradicting yourself in as much as you thought. But Lamella should have played, and and that's and those are the things you should say to yourself before the game. And you're right, um, it's not in hindsight, but at the same time, you said that team should have won, and and should have won. Not I said comfortably, but it should have won, and it should have done. It should have done. You know, there are experienced players out there and they still... And what do they do? Concede a very soft goal. And I say that because Decore was absolutely rolled the red carpet out for him to run through. I I couldn't believe what I was seeing when he came through. And there are three players, Sanchez, um, Toby and Yan, who never reacted. Never reacted to it. And and that's that's unforgivable, really. It is in my opinion. But it's unforgivable. Well, the, the, the ball across as well. Um, Rose was, well, was caught out. Yes, he was, and I, and I, I wouldn't ignore that. But after that had happened, you react to it, don't you? Right, mm. Danny's chasing after him. He just sent a ball into that sort of uh, penalty spot area. If you got three, one should have been deeper, should have been clearing that up. But no, not one of them reacted, and it's not good enough. Two of the most experienced players in the Premier League, but but and neither of them reacted. Isn't this the flip? The other flip side of the coin, John, that David mentioned that attacking-wise, you know, we, we we don't have that creativity going forward. But but also defensively, all season, we've been poor and we've conceded. We we go into matches. There's an expectation, even if we're going to win a game, there's an expectation we'll we'll, we'll win it two one. There's always an expectation that we we will concede a goal. But oft, often also we found ourselves in situations where we concede that early goal and then we're just struggling. We absolutely love shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, I think the whole of the. I mean, you're right. The five across the back and with Sissoko and Winks in front of you, you've basically got seven men there. And your your attacking outlet are your wing backs, um. So, I think yesterday should have been it should have been four at the back, flat back four, mm. and then we've got another man in midfield and we can control it a bit more. It was too slow, too laboured, too narrow. Um, Rose, um, as much as people say he gets he's a Spurs player, he's got the passion, he's got the drive. He is not uh, out of the standard to play for us anymore. I'm afraid. I think he's gone. Um, as soon as Davis can get. I know he, he travelled for the internationals, and that's probably why he didn't play. But as soon as we can get David or um, Cessignon in there, the better. Uh, Rose's days are over. He needs to be put out to pasture 
find a donkey sanctuary for him and let's feed him carrots for the rest of his life. Um, it, it's telling that Aurea was probably the, the the better after the Bayern Munich horror show that he had. He was probably the better one of them of all of the defence. Um, but why, why you're playing a team that hasn't won in four games, lost the last three games by an aggregate score of 10-0 and you put five across the back. I'm, I, we're Tottenham Hotspur, we're at home. We should be we should be going for it. You know, you you give them encouragement by playing like that. Um, oh, an absolute shocking shocking game yesterday. Sorry, I'm, I, after the Brighton game, there's more Brighton fans on my floor at work than there are Man United fans, and that's quite telling. And I have refused to talk football with them after that Brighton result for over two weeks. I'm bloody lucky that there aren't any any fans of yesterday's team to go and, uh, and talk to me yesterday because I'd be frothing at them. I'm, 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 I'm at my wits end with it all at the moment with them. I really am. I can't see a way out of it. We had a question. Oh, Sorry, David. No, I was just to say, there will be. There will be. We'll come out of it. We will. But, I mean, it's... I, there's, there's no doubt in my mind this Pochettino wants to play a back five. This is his favourite. He's tried it again. He keeps trying it. It keeps failing is probably too strong a word, but it, it's not working well enough. He then either at half time reverts or, or some stage in the game reverts mm. back to a back, back four or the next game he reverts back. We need to do what Liverpool have done, and that's just get the right players in to play the way. And I think this is what he's been wanting to do. This is why Ryan Sessegnon's come in. For me, he's the perfect wing back uh, for us. And we're now looking for a right wing back that's perfect for us, that can go past players. Uria, I mean, bless him yesterday. Um, he was trying. He tried to get past, but that's not his game at all. Um, and, and you're right, John. I mean, I, I, the sooner Rose, um, well, all the players... Uh, we've we've got who who've, who are seemingly not happy. As soon as we get them out the door and bring in hopefully the right players, we can then play. And, it, and it's funny, isn't it? Nearly five years later, around five years later, Pochettino's still trying to establish what, what I think he is his team, his standpoint on it, his brand of football. I still don't think that we're actually there yet to what he wants to do. Hmm. Um, we had a question from Andy Ireland. His Twitter handle is at. A Island 86. He said, strange move from Poch again to yesterday regarding formation and starting 11. Any reason to why Son was dropped? So, I suspect Son was dropped on, or didn't, 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 wasn't in the starting 11 because um, South Korea played in the middle of the week. And I think he has, Pochettino has had a tendency in the past to not necessarily start the players who've travelled. Uh, furthest um, after an international break. That's my guess. Um, the formation. So we played with a we played with a very high line again yesterday, um, which is why I suspect Sanchez was in starting lineup for his pace. Um, and bless Jan, I said it before. I don't think he's he's, he's lost a yard of pace. Um, and I think maybe perhaps because of the way we've played recently um, against Brighton, for example, we've been shipping a lot of goals. Maybe, dare I say it, there was a temptation to, to go with the back three and to put Sanchez in, in there. And we'd. It's like a sort of comfort blanket, that giving us that sort of safety net that and solid base to, 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 to build from, um, you know. 
uh, but it didn't work. Um, and when he changed it in the second half, to be honest, I was quite surprised that Sanchez was the player that came off. I expected either Jan or Toby to come off, who I didn't think had a particularly good first half. And I think it was a little bit unfair that Sanchez was the sacrificial lamb. That being said, um, it was the right thing to take a centre back off, back off, and we went back to a back four. And Son had an instant impact when he did come on. And as did Lamella a bit later. Um, it's quite telling. David, I think you, was, you were mentioning about Uriah. Um, and when I watch him play, I just see a player in that final third who just doesn't naturally want to cross the ball. Um, occasionally he'll, he'll do it and he'll put a good ball in. Other times it's, it'll be woeful and it won't be the first man or it'll, it'll end up end up as a, as a goal kick. Um, but often he'll check in and then he'll pass it to Sissoko and then he'll get it back. And it's just like there isn't yep. that. Lamella yep. picks it up on the right-hand side. Obviously we know he's all left foot. He picks it up on the left-hand side. He'll, he'll, he'll run with it a bit, he'll cut in and then he'll, he'll get a ball in. And he did that. He was always looking to get balls into the box. Yep. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I think I think Pochettino, you're absolutely spot on that a few years ago he 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 played with the back back three in sixteen seventeen, um, and it, that, that on that occasion it was Dias slotting in on the right hand side, Jan on the left, Toby in the centre, and the following season start of seventeen eighteen when Sanchez came in, he started that season off with that with a back three of Sanchez. In the centre, Toby on the right, Jan on the left, and it worked really well until Toby got injured, and then he was out of the team, and then we reverted back to a four, and he's never really played it. Well, he has played it, but he hasn't really persisted with it since then. Um, one occasion I remember he played it, it was last season, ironically against Watford um, at their place very early on in the season when, when we lost, and I don't know that we've got the. I just. I mean, Sanchez is quick, but I just don't think the other two are good enough. Um, and, yeah, I can see why he's doing it, and he wants maybe the full-backs to push on and provide that width. Um, but they're pretty useless as well. Well, they are when well, they don't cover. <laughs> yeah, Defense, def- well, de- well, defensively, that... that but, um, and you, you might know, you might as well put the Venus de Milo in there. To, to, to be honest, I, I look at the starting eleven yesterday. I look at Gaz He doesn't fill me with, with, with much confidence. Um, Toby and Ian um, don't fill me with, with much confidence. Sanchez is a decent player. He's a, he's a young lad. I look at the full backs. Um, Urias piss poor. Danny Rose, um, I'd I'd get a wheelie bin and I'd stick him in that. I'd stick VAR in there as well. But that will come on to that. Um, that and that's your, that's the whole back line. That's the whole back line. And then I look at the rest of the team. Winks and Sissoko. I think first half they they tried, um, but I don't think Sissoko. I think Winks okay did his thing and Sissoko. Um, let's be honest. For for all his heroics last season and for all the effort that he puts in. If we had a Tottenham team at its at the peak levels that, that we were playing at in you know fifteen sixteen sixteen seventeen, you know with a Dembele and a Wanyama and Sissoko wouldn't get anywhere near the starting eleven. 
if if we've got a team that's pushing for a to win a trophy or you know challenge for the league title, Sissoko would would be at best a squad player. He wouldn't be anywhere near the near the starting eleven. Um, and I just think we really need wholesale sale changes. I think you put, you place Sissoko in the place of Wanyama or Dyer. He's that player. You, if you're playing with Sissoko and Winks, like I said earlier, there's no creativity. It's all too defensive. You're looking to hit teams on the break, but it's too slow going forward to, and everybody gets reset, and then we're just passing it around them and then getting hit on the break ourselves. Um, the one thing that I'd love to see going forward is Kane dropping back into that Sheringham number 10 role rather than leading the line. I think you need to push Son and Mora forward and have Kane sitting behind them. I don't think he... I, I, whatever it, the malaise is, I think it needs to try something different and I think that might be the answer. His delivery in the England games was exceptional and I think he's becoming more and more adept at that. Uh, if he could get on the end of his own crosses, he would be bloody awesome, but he's not, unfortunately. He's not, not that good. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'd just drop him back a drop, drop him back a bit and have him in the Sheringham role. I think he'd have more fun that way and, and more effect on the games. Yeah, I mean for, for England, he's got Sterling one side and um, Rashford the other, and Son and Moura could be those players. I'd argue that yeah, you, we could play that way. For example, go go with the four four three three. Um, but he doesn't have to always be dropping deep. We've got the personnel. We can have Son, you know, and 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 Mora, um occasionally um, dropping back, and and Kane making f- f- um, forward 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 runs. Um, it doesn't have to be s- static. No, this is true. This is true. I, we've got we've got a plethora of exciting, dynamic forward players. I mean, when Dombele came on yesterday, he, I think he may be more of the um, Ericsson replacement that we were looking for than the Dembele replacement that we were looking for. I think he's got more about him in, in that kind of creative role than 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 I realised. So maybe he's going to fill in there. But, yeah. you know, we, we have lots of players that travelled all around the world, you know, behind closed doors games against North Korea and all that kind of thing. So... But we should have. You're right, Jav. We should have had enough to beat Watford. Yeah, we should have um, done. No doubt. No doubt. We, talk- but we, we are missing that creativity, and that could be just, just it's as simple as that. Just that spark. If you early on get a couple of good threaded balls through to our forwards, um, and you get a couple of goals, Watford would have collapsed, and we'd all be sitting here saying, "Well, I think we've turned the corner, maybe now." And I, and I think it, I think it really is. I mean, I can't think all the players are suddenly collapsed, but they all need. That, uh, once we got that um, second half really going, we got um, Lamella on particularly. Uh, we we were a, definitely a different side, and and that was a little bit of creativity. I mean, there was a good cross by Lamella, um, and I think who was it who came? It was uh, Delhi came in, and I thought he was hooked up in the air actually, but I'm not sure. But um, he didn't get a good contact on it. Mm. Little things like that make all the difference. The penalty that never was. Oh. Which, which end? Uh, the yeah. one, the Yan, the Yan one. Yeah. I I, I got up um, from where I was watching it and I, I, I walked away because I thought that VAR is going to give that. 
yeah. all day long. VAR gives that all day long. That's a, that's a penalty for me all day long. How that wasn't given, I will never know. This is this is one of the problems with VAR at the moment. One and, um, it. <laughs> well, no, in a, in a practical term, the t- the terminology is that the referee has to make a clear and obvious mistake. That's the wording. So, the referee said no penalty. So VAR's looked at it. They've probably thought, oh, I don't know, but it's, as a referee's seen it and he's happy with it, we're not overturning it. Which then begs the question, well, well, well we've got VAR. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, if it was Spurs, I'd have been furious at this stage that we weren't given the penalty. I mean, it's as obvious as it gets. Well, we've had a couple, haven't we, where it's been as obvious as it gets and it, yeah. it's not been given. So, you know, it, it, it's at least it's been consistent in its well, mistakes. Yeah, I mean, sort of. If you, For me, if you take out the VAR element, that was a decision that the referee made and it was wrong. And really, they should have had a penalty and arguably would have gone 2-0 up at, um, at yeah. that point. And and I can't argue with that. But that happens in football. Like, sometimes it will be for us, sometimes it will be against us, and uh, and referees make mistakes. I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. That happens. Um, it's human nature. Uh, but then you throw in the VAR element... And that makes it even worse. That makes it worse. I mean, surely you said, um, David, you mentioned the fact that it has to be a clear and obvious mistake. Yeah. yeah. But who determines that? Well, quite. Who does? I, I can only believe that they were in conversation. The referee has said, they've said to him in his ear, we'll have a look at that. Or he's asked them, can you have a quick look at that? But I would imagine they're, they're looking at it because they, they look at all those important ones anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, we're checking it. And he's listened. And he probably said, well, I, I didn't I didn't see it as a penalty. Um, I think he's thrown himself down a bit. Um, and, and they said, well, we're not, OK, we won't overturn it then. If you think you're OK with it, we don't overturn it. But I, I don't think it should work that way. But the trouble is they still want the power to the referee on the pitch they will not take that away from him and ultimately he won't um they won't overturn his anything he does he has to accept it and apparently they've still got the screen at the side and this season they're talking about the match of the day this season not one referee's gone to the side of the pitch to look at it mm. now in some ways i'm quite happy about it and i think they're too nervous because we of not the time have... wasting i think they were, they were they were told they've been told they're not allowed to go and look I think I read that somewhere that there's been a directive saying they're not allowed to go and look at the screen at the side. I think the, the way it's been implemented is very, very poor. Well, um, I John, think the way, why well, is there a screen, John? Why is I there know, a screen? This is it. The way it's been implemented and we saw in um, the World Cup and in the Champions League, it works really well. Mm. I don't know why. It needs but, to be consistent across all the leagues, all the competitions. Well, rather than, oh, let's make this up. Let's not use that bit. Let's just change this stuff. This... Uh, it, it hasn't. It hasn't changed the game for the better for me. But screen or not, or whether you, whether they're allowed to use a screen or not, as it stands, if I've understood this correctly, over the course of a match, any, any, anything that happens outside of a goal being scored may or may not be reviewed at the referee's discretion, or yeah. at, or at the people who, 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 who are, I mean, wherever it is. Um, I was going to say. Uh, a pub, Weatherspoons. Bletchley. I was going to say Bletchley House, but that's that was that's something else. Um, where is it? Stockley Park. Is it Stockley Park? 
a anyway, zombie park, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. houses with the coding. An Enigma, code yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good day out, Bletchley Park, if you all should go. It's really nice. <laughs> it's probably, yeah, better, it pro- probably, probably better than watching Spurs at the moment. Um, so certain things, yeah, over the course of the game, are, may, or may, not, may, or, may or may not be um, looked at, and, but every goal is reviewed. So to me, there's already an inconsistency. I, I'm all for the fact that it's good that they don't want to take too much power away from the referee. That's that's fantastic. Otherwise, you'd have stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And fine, every goal is, is, is reviewed. We'll come to that. But then it, everything outside, some of it is and some of it isn't. It's just it sounds completely subjective. And then the goal that was scored yesterday. So that I couldn't celebrate it properly because as soon as we scored I even though it, it seemed legitimate to me I suddenly thought oh no VAR and then the people around me there was um, some reaction people saying and it might just might have just been people just shouting oh it's going to go to VAR it probably be ruled out it might have just been that element of well the luck's not with us everything's going against us sort of thing um, so I didn't even sell it st- I started celebrating it and I stopped and then you had the, 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 the shenanigans afterwards when it was given, but on the big screen it said one all but no goal, which was crazy. And I, that's it's ruining the game. We don't need it. We didn't need it. We, football was played for years and decades and whatever f- without a need for, for VAR and fucking goal line technology and everything else. It just worked. The system really worked. It, it was fine. Why do we need VAR? Well, we've been over this before, haven't we? I mean, it, it's there for the, the moments up at Manchester United when um, Carroll catches the ball sort of over his shoulder and into the net and six foot behind and they're not given. And that, that's a, a complete and utter not. Now, I know we've got goal line technology for that, but ultimately there are a lot of things that have been awful um, decisions. But this, I, I would tend to sort of a, a slightly more agree with you now, Javid. I, I, it's not working as it should at the moment, and there are a number of reasons. And But at the end of the day, this is not an excuse on yesterday, because I think Rose, no, no, I think Rose should have had a penalty as well. Um, any, any tackle like that mm. um, outside the box would have been a free kick. Well, it, well, he should have been booked. If 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 it was if if that wasn't a penalty, then it was simulation, yeah. and 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 he, and he should be put. No, it's, look, VAR is not an excuse for what happened yesterday or what's been happening this season. Um, it's just a, another element and and yeah. of what happened. And and I, um, we, we you know we've talked about it before on the pod, but that game that you and I were at Wembley, um, the, the oh, yeah. beast from the east, um, yeah, that, that cup tie. That was that was one of the very first times where, um. It was, we saw a decision being reviewed, and it took a long time. So that was that was bad enough. But but now for me, it's got worse. Now I'm actually more subconscious of it. Hence the reason why I started to celebrate, and then I stopped whilst people around me were still celebrating because because I was like, no, this this is gonna this is this might not happen. It, it, it's just changed the 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 dynamics of, of football and um. I think they should have just drawn a line um, with goal line technology. To be honest, um, yeah, yeah. it's not—it's not going away. But it, it, I don't like it. Um, I, I'd stick it in the bin. Stick it in the bin with with, with Danny Rose personally for me. 
um, and a few of our other players who, who clearly don't want to be there or, or, or put yeah. in a shift. Um, question from Gilly. Uh, his Twitter handle is at I know Alan McGilfean. He just says, awful again. The rebound looks way off yet. Um, can we take any comfort from the last 20-minute push? Um, he goes on to say, the best players on the day always seem to be the ones coming off the bench these days um i'm at a loss still beat red star liverpool and everton and it's happy days again well yeah if we if we (laughs) manage to beat those three teams then everything changes suddenly and and we've suddenly got momentum and spirits are up and things look rosy but i know you you know that we're not gonna we're not gonna win all three matches if we win one of those three matches it will be a good turnaround. We're not. Be honest. Can you can you see us getting anything from the Liverpool game? Either no. of you? No, no. I, 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 a hiding. Yeah, I, and and if it is an absolute walloping, the 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 the, uh, the Poch out brigade's voice grows even louder. If we don't get anything against Red Star and Liverpool, it's even louder still. Oh, and yeah. add Everton into that, and it, it's going to be deafening. I think um, I think that you know there was the stories that they went out for dinner this week, and they, he, he had texts from the players giving him support. <coughs> but I think there's some players hiding behind the loyalty that he has to them, and they need to be cut loose. I think he's relying on players that just aren't up to the job and don't want to play for him. Unfortunately, um, it's sad to see. It's very sad to see. The, the, uh, Garth Crook's comments this week where oh, he was saying yeah. um, you know, he's he's not going to win anything it's a good question is Poch a winner he's got us to a, 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 a Champions League final but is he a winner yeah I don't John I just cannot subscribe to this this idea that you're a manager who actually is very good but actually just can't win anything You've got something, there's something wrong with you. Like you've got a club foot or something. It doesn't work that way for me. Not at all. I mean, he's one of the most sought-after managers in the world at this moment. And Manchester United, that would be my next worry. Is if And they will, at some stage, they will get rid of Solskjaer because it's all going to go wrong for them. It's no doubt. And they'll come along with a bucket load of money because they'll have to. And But why would they go after a manager who can't win anything? Well, they don't think so. And it, and I just cannot, cannot subscribe. And our fans, I didn't agree with Garth Crooks. I thought it was entirely wrong. Um, if you, you've got to know, I mean, I know he knows Spurs. He knows it probably better than we do um, of recent days and recent years. But it, it doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. I, I, he, it'll happen. We will get one over the line. I don't know quite when, but at the moment, I go back. I mean, it's an interesting question by Gilly, and I did think the last 20 minutes. Um, yes, I saw a lot to be encouraged about, and I still go back to the fact that if we get this creator, then everything changes. Mm-hmm. We take the pressure off ourselves. We create chances. The confidence comes. And, and maybe we've got to wait for Lo Celso. Maybe it'll be when um, Ericsson gets back. Or maybe he'll be back um, on uh, Tuesday. I don't know. But um, I, I, it's my frustration to the, the whole thing, um, 
uh, how Spurs are playing, I'm afraid, comes out on social media. And I picked on a few people last night and I had an argument with them. And they were all you people... bully, you online bully, you David. Yep, yep I was. And I, I just couldn't agree with them about Potch out. I cannot agree with them. It's a ridiculous thing. If anything, just as you're saying, Jeff, pick on the players there. And we have a question that later. Pick on the players there that don't want to be with the club. I'll take a poor season, but bring in some more players, hopefully in January, and play our fringe players. Bring in Davis for for Rose. Mm. You know, play these play these players, and and let's see how we go. But don't take it out on Poch. I still don't think, as I said earlier, this is his, this is Poch's team. I think he wanted to change this a little while ago, but he knew that we got issues. Um, with the stadium, the poor bloke, he's gone through all this rubbish and then someone says, hang on a minute, we've had a terrible loss against Bayern Munich, a, a pathetic loss against Brighton, so you can get out. Go on, get lost. No, not at all. He has my full support and will do for the rest of the season. I don't see, I don't, don't see, maybe Levy has made mistakes. He didn't get the players in when he wanted them. Maybe he did play that sort of brinkmanship to the end and, and got caught on it and by the sounds of it we did with, with the Aston Villa lad Grealish that um, he did take too long and unfortunately they got taken over but that was bad luck in a sense of course it made mistakes but I don't say Levy out either he's done wonders for the club what was the um, the full quote from Garth Crocs or, or, or uh, roughly what did he say he, he basically said that Poch uh, wasn't going to win anything um, okay, so he, I, and he's not a winner. He was arguing I, with Martin Keown, who Martin Keown was sticking up for him. To be fair, yeah. I, unfortunately, I don't have it the exact quote in front yeah, of me. Yeah, no, that's fine. So I, I don't think Pochettino is a great manager. I think there are very few great managers about. If you're going to talk about great managers over the years, I think Sir Alex Ferguson, I think Jose Mourinho, despite maybe not being particularly successful at United or he had, to be fair he did win trophies there he just didn't, didn't win the league you know Wenger dare I say it they've been great and you go back longer there are great managers but there are very few our own Bill Nick I would argue that Bill Nicholson is probably the last great manager we had Pochettino for me is a very good manager a good coach that's all and until he starts winning trophies um then you can't call him and doing it consistently. You can't call him great. He he needs, but he does need a trophy somewhere along the line to, if you like, validate what he's done. And and uh, otherwise, he'll just become a bit like, and I'm not. It's an unfair comparison, but a bit like um, David Moyes at Everton when he was considered to be a really good coach and every, and, and really sought after. And as far as I'm concerned, he still hasn't won anything other than. Perhaps the community shield with the United, um, if you count that as a as a cup, and 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 his career has never been the same since Everton. I think Pochettino is a good coach. He's shown that wherever he's been um, up until joining Tottenham, and and he's a good fit for Spurs. Um, I don't also subscribe to the view that you know people saying Poch out is one thing, and then you've got people saying he's earned the right. I would even go further. I wouldn't say. He, it's not a question of him earning the rights. Um, just show a bit of... I think he just... We as fans need to show him respect for what he's done. It's not a question yep. of er- earning it. He's he's there. He's he's done it. He's he's done wonders with our team with limited resources over the last few, few years. And um, 
until such time that Enix see fit, Levy sees fit, he'll he'll be at Spurs, whether that's you know to the end of this season and, and hopefully beyond. And and I don't I don't sort of think that he's earned the right to be there till the end of the season. He's 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 more than earned that right. It's just it, he deserves a bit of respect. Um, on just going back to Gilly's question, the only bit of comfort I take was yet. Yeah, it was a little bit spirited yesterday in the second half. I think you know, Lamella, certain players came on. Lamella, son, put put in a good shift. Um, I think that Dombele, when he came on, he showed a few good touches. And when you consider uh, Dombele that's fit and can last a 90, and then Lacelso and Session when we get them back, not that I don't think we should pin all our hopes on them, necessarily it'll take some time but i think once you've got those three free players three brand new players in the team integrated there'll be a freshness about about tottenham alongside you know some of the other good good players that we've got that, that are still performing and, and, and do put in a shift um we've just gone too stale and i think as and when we get those players back that will that will make a difference so I'm, I'm hopeful um just very briefly pochettino said something on his, in his press conference i think on thursday about how um, he wouldn't be signing anybody in January. Now that did concern me somewhat. He's um, not going. He's not going to turn around and say, "Oh, I'm going to sign a whole load of players," is he? Yeah. Because he's he's just alerted all the clubs, or particularly the, the my usual target. All the agents are going to say, "Right, the price has just gone up," and and they'll be looking for shenanigans. And also, he's he needs always... to back the players he's got. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, so he's showing some, which he does do. He shows support to his players. And, and as you alluded to earlier, that he's probably overloyal to the players. I think that's I think that's coming back to bite his backside at the moment. He has shown perhaps a too, too much loyalty, which is in his credit. I like that. I don't mind. Um, looking ahead to Olympiacos and Liverpool um, predictions. Olympi- Olympiacos or is it... <laughs> Who are we playing? Red Star. Okay, Red Star. Well, every time from the buying game, I thought it it just it can't get any worse. And unfortunately, I don't think we seem to have bottomed out yet. It seems to be just travelling along. People say we, you know, we're turning a corner, but we're turning a corner, and there's another corner in front of us that we need to turn. Um, or there's a dead end or just some bins that we need to put some rubbish in. Uh, I, the Red Star, I, I couldn't predict what team he's going to pick. And maybe that's part of the problem in, in that, that he's got too many options. When he didn't have a, he, he didn't have that many options, he was limited. He was p- picking a side and they were playing in a certain way. And now he's got too many options. It's causing him problems. I, I wouldn't want to say, who knows, we could see Sessegnon play. I, I've got no idea what he's going to do against Red Star. I genuinely don't. No, I, I, I would agree with that. The only thing is, I've got that funny feeling we're going to turn out a performance against Red Star. I really do. I think we're going to relax because he's going to say, "Just go out there and enjoy yourselves." You know, let's let's put a performance in. I think they, I think they may well do. But uh-huh. it doesn't, as you say, John, it doesn't mean say turning. I said that against Palace. I think they turned a corner. We now got back into our stride, and I couldn't have been more wrong. So, I, when it comes up to Liverpool. Um, as we've all just said, we don't sort of um, hold a great deal of hope out up there. Who knows? The thing is, it's, it, is, it is the Champions League and you're in the Champions League because you're either winning or coming top in your league in your country. 
it's not like going out going out into the FA Cup and playing Colchester against a team that you aren't know, know that aren't going to be anywhere near your level, although Colchester were. Um, so they they're just going to come out and think, oh, we'll have this. We'll have. It, it's not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be something that we're just going to have a stroll around the park. I don't. Yeah. I, I think Poch really has to work at it to get something out of the game. Do we? We have to defend, that's for sure, because technically they'll be very good and they'll break very well. And we've seen how um, um, uh, suspicious our back line sort of is, really. It, um, it's to that uh, quick break. We got caught on Olympiacos. We got caught yesterday. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's about defending as much as anything else, isn't it, on Tuesday? Do either of you think we're going to get anything out of the next two games? Oh, yeah, I, th- I think... I'd, I'd like to, th- I'd like to think we're going to beat Red Star, but Liverpool. I think people would think I'm mad if I turn around and said we were going to get a draw or or, or get a win up there. Um, we just, you just wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't put my money on it. That's for sure. Even on a draw, I wouldn't put any money on it. I, I, I'd, I'd take not being thumped by Liverpool, and I'd take whatever we can away from the Red Star game. Um, I, Honestly, I can see us losing both. Mm. I can. I can see. It, I can see it coming. I, I mean, yeah. I, the last podcast before the international break, I said it, we're playing Watford and they won this season, and you, you can see what's going to happen. And it almost did come to pass. We, they, 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 yeah. I, I, let's look forward to the Everton game. Chalk these two down. As, as, they just, won yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It doesn't get any easier, does it? I mean, again, it's the Premier League. These, they're, they're, they're no, there's no, there's no easy games. And the thing about Watford losing before this as well, it's going to make them try doubly hard. Yeah, I think that we need, you know, we need to win our home games against um, uh, Red Star and Olympiacos. If, I think if we do that, we'll be fine and we'll, we'll come out, come out the group. But right now, right, right now, I'd, I'd. I'd take, I'd take a score draw against Red Star and 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 a decent performance, something that just keeps us in the competition and gives us a little bit of a boost going forward. Um, and against Liverpool, I don't know, four four nil to them or something like that. Um, I'd, yeah, it's, I I can't even print. No. can't even predict we're, we're, really we're it's don't. just sort of wait wait and see and see what happens and 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 you know football strange sometimes sometimes where, where you least expe- expect it um you go to a place like anfield and you come away with a with a result um against all the odds that it sometimes happens sometimes happens um right spurs ladies actually tottenham women even were in action today um here is bex with this week's update Hey people, it's Bex. It's been quiet for me for a couple of weeks for a number of reasons. Either the girls didn't play games or, um, shamefully, I've been on holiday and Java's masterfully covered for me. Or they've had games called off. Um, Obviously, the pitches aren't the same standard that the boys play. So, um, quick kind of recap. Girls have played a couple of league games um, and a Conti Cup game. And I think the Conti Cup game where we lost 4-0 to Reading was the game that Jav reported on for me, bless him. Um, so in other news, they played West Ham and beat them 2-0 a couple of weeks back, which was really good. That was a league match. Um, great for the girls, bit of a London derby. Nice for them to um, to get the away win as well. 
Then Karen Hill's the manager and Juan got the manager of the month because they managed the team between them. Um, although I think it's hard to gauge if any one of them is more in charge with than, than the other, effectively. Uh, following that, the girls played Man United at home and lost 3-0, which wasn't so great, but unsurprising given that Man United have bought the league. Um, slight dig there. So girls played today, which is Sunday. They played West Ham and that was another Conti Cup game. They beat the, well, they were winning 2-0 um, and then two late goals by West Ham brought it up to 2-0, which meant the penalties, which Spurs women won at 4-2. Good to see. Their next game is next Sunday at 3 o'clock. That's against Bristol women. Should be quite a decent game at Stoke Gifford Stadium, if anybody can get down there. Interesting to watch. That game's a league match, I believe. That's another league game. It should be quite tight. Currently, Spurs women are 8th in the table, having played 4 with 6 points. Bristol women are 10th in the table, played 4, and they only have 2 points. So it should be quite a tight game. Anybody want to know any more? I am on Twitter at Bunches Becks. Cheers, thanks. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Thank you, Becks. Right, uh, a few more questions. Um, we had one from... Uh, uh, Nate's uh, his Twitter handle is um, always learning at Nate underscore HA um, the announcement of that documentary so this is the Tottenham Hotspur um, uh, uh, going to be part of a Amazon documentary um, called All or, All or Nothing apparently um, which is charting <laughs> the club's journey oh. dur- during this season <laughs> um, like the question was um the announcement of that documentary was was it just the icing on the shit cake that has that has seen Spurs re, that has been Spurs recently even um, my question is how much worse will things get let's talk about the documentary a, a bit um, I mean in terms of his question how 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 worse will things get well I, can we get any worse from losing seven two to Bayern and and then getting thumped three nil you know surely the only way is up. No, I, I think it's going to make for great telly. <laughs> um, it, I, I, when I when I think of the documentary from here on in, I've just got the Rocky music going around in my head. You know, the, the rising from the ashes, and and the, the, you know the, the the underdog bravely overcoming the the all the challenges to to win a game somewhere in the rest of the season. Um, I don't know. It, uh, Levy's obviously making a packet out of it. It's great publicity for the club. Um, they're going to sell the stadium some more, um, sell the brand some more, build up more, some more international fans. I don't think it's a bad thing, if I'm honest with you. It's just going to be embarrassing to watch and hard to watch if we carry on the way we are. Yeah, that's a danger. That is the danger. We go in, we go in because only the second half of the season, isn't it? Apparently, um, this all or nothing. <laughs> So oh, that's, what a pity they're missing out on all the good stuff at the start. Yeah, quite, quite. Um, you're, you're absolutely right, John. All this is about is, is making money. Um, whether this Amazon's got anything to do with the stadium naming rights directly, or it certainly is indirectly, all that we're doing at the moment is, is increasing our profile. I, I think there are still fans out there who um, want to um, uh, damn Levy for it and, and suggesting that he's putting the money in his own pocket which is absolute nonsense this is if, if we are to 
ever consider competing um, year in, year out uh, in the Champions League and winning silverware, um, which is getting harder to win with the likes of Ban City. Um, Manchester United will carry on throwing money at it. Chelsea will carry on throwing money at it. We're to compete with them. We've got to throw money at it. Where are we going to get it? Through our commercial enterprises. And this is just one of them. I think it's a cracking idea. Um, it, it could end up being very embarrassing to watch, but it, it, that, that, that'll be just bad luck if we manage to really get worse. Um, I don't so, think we will, but go on, Javid. So you're, you're, you're largely in favour, then? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and John, dead against? In the middle. Um, yeah. He, I'm, I'm in the middle. Um, I can see why, and I can see the fours, and I can see. Uh, oh, I mean, man, the Man City one was an interesting eye-opening experience. I think it. I think it'll be a good um, focus and eye-opener on the club and some of the stuff that you mm-hmm. don't get to see. Um, if if they'd have done the first half of the season, it would have it would have been a hard, probably cringeworthy watch. But I think if it's the second half, it, it, it may be. If we improve, it'll probably be a good good watch. Um, yeah, I think I'm somewhere in the somewhere in the middle as well. I'm I'm largely indifferent about it, to be honest. I can see the the, the, the positives that, that that David spelt out, um, the exposure, um, the, the 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 revenue, etc. Although I don't feel overly strong about those things necessarily, or that. And the concerns that a lot of people have over it, I, I sort of get that. I get the fact that a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, that's another reason that we're going we're gonna to get more stick from opposition fans. It's going to up the stakes, you know, in terms of banter and whatnot." I, I mean, I really couldn't give a shit to be honest. Um, for for me, right, Spurs go out on a weekend and or whenever middle of the week and we play a match and we and, and we win I'm, I'm buzzing for a few days if if we lose i'm feeling down um in terms of banter like in a workplace or, or wherever it might be um with friends that's part and parcel of football you you know you give some you get some back you move on I couldn't give a shit about everything else outside outside of that. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I can't stand it when fans, opposition fans, are like, "Oh, your stadium looks like a toilet seat," or, or our, our stadium's bigger than yours, or you, this, that. I couldn't give a shit about that. For me, it's, it's really about really about results, and even that, it's it's short lived, it's short term. If if one team wins a trophy, great, they'll bask in the glory, but then we start all over again next season. Um, I'm not going to get so overly bothered about a documentary. And I think that also, look, so there'll be a camera, no doubt, in the dressing room, right? That camera's not going to be st- st- stuck in there all season. It's only going to be there some of the time, right? And when it's in there, the players, the manager, are going to be subconscious of that, or conscious of that fact. It's no different from occasionally when there are... Um, reporters or people from the press or dare I say it to the general public I've been in that situation um, at at Hotspur Way watching the players train that happens it doesn't happen all the time it happens some of the time and players are aware 
Um, and I'm sure that the club would have sat down at, at the beginning with, with, with Amazon and said, right, you can do this, that's fine, but there are boundaries. Um, you're going to have to work with our uh, media guys once you've produced the, f- the final piece. Um, we want to have some editorial in- input input in the process, etc. I don't think there's any way the Spurs would, would have signed off on yeah. um, any of that. So uh, I'm sure that it won't paint the club in a bad light. Um yeah, if it if it, if it happened to be in a season like last season when we're doing really well in terms of the you know getting to a Champions League final, it would it would make great TV, etc. It might not be, it might be yeah. a bit gloomy this season. Um, yeah, but, they missed missed that, didn't they? They missed a trick last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just it is what it is. Right, I want to add something actually to to this part of it, which is our commercial. Uh, enterprises and this is the two NFL games we had and I think it's really sad I, I I knew they were in October and I didn't quite keep track of it and then next thing I know it's it's upon us but Spurs have put a pretty much a, a, a media blackout on it because they were getting so many negative um, comments from our own fans and this is bizarre absolutely but when I, I watched the NFL game I watched what the Americans saw to the stadium. Um, and I was so impressed with the whole thing. I was so impressed how big this really is and how big this could become. And how many fans absolutely poured down on it because the stadium was decked in the second game in red. So what? I mean, I, I pre- preference not to be in red, but it makes us, we're selling over a million pounds worth of beer each game. That's just beer. And this comes back to Spurs, not not to the NFL. They, they pay their way to play. Um, we, we change the pitch up. That's what it's for. Now, I, a little while ago, on the end of this, West Ham and that silly Karen Brady comes up with, we've got the bragging rights, saying we've got a bigger stadium and all this business. Well, and, I, and I'm pretty cheesed off with the fact that they're paying such a peppercorn rent. And in fact, the locals in their tax, are having to subsidise West Ham, which I, I, I just think is a crime. But be that as it may, so she's, yeah, we've got the bragging rights. Well, she hasn't, because whatever that stadium does, the London Stadium, West Ham don't make any money. We've got our own stadium. It's a money-making enterprise. Each time they just roll the pitch out, 35 minutes later, you can have a pop concert, you can have NFL game. It's making us millions. Support it. It comes back to the club. I know people are screaming at me. I did it on the on social media saying, no, he's taking it himself. No, and I can't explain. He can't take it to himself. He cannot put it in his pocket. It's, it's just a ridiculous idea that he's just pocketing the whole lot. It, it's not that way at all. We, this is all part of supporting Spurs now. Get used to it. It's where it is. If we're not making money, we're not competing. And I've had my rant. That's it. Am I right in thinking we're charging more for beer on an NFL match day than on a Spurs match day? Yes, we are. That's beautiful. So we're basically exploiting other people. That's that's great. That's fantastic. There was was another quid on top of all the prices. So I have two guys that I work with. Um, I'll give them a big up, Marek and Chris. Uh, Marek's a Liverpool fan. Um, Chris is an Arsenal fan. And they both went down to the Chicago Bears game. Um, They both came back with glowing glowing praise for the the stadium the views the uh, experience how it was um they both absolutely loved it chris chris was 
more than begrudging with his praise for it. He absolutely loved it. Um, they apparently they where they were in the stadium, they're opposite ends of the stadium. Um, they where they were, they'd run out of beer by the end of the third quarter. Yeah. Um, um, and I read somewhere that it, it now holds the record for the most beer ever sold for a single event anywhere in Europe. Yeah. One, in, and so, and that's that's a staggering, staggering feat. Yeah. But the, it, to, the, the money that we'd be making, the 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 global brand recognition that we're getting from that, because it's the that's why it's called the Tottenham Stadium, and it's not called White Hart Lane, because when that's on in in America, it is the Tottenham Stadium. And that's getting us that recognition. It, all of this helps us. All of this takes us forward. All, all of this brings more people, more money, uh, and develops the club. And y- yes, you can see that Daniel Levy's taking his his share because he's the CEO, and there's there's an investment firm there. But the rest of it is getting reinvested. Hmm. And uh, and I think if if I'm right and correct in my and I'm probably not. I'm probably way off on this actually. But when they did the refinancing recently, yes. they refinanced £600 million worth of debt. That's right. Which means mm. if there's if it was over a billion pounds or a billion pounds for the stadium, that we've paid off nearly half of it already. That's how. That's what I've read. It's about yeah. half we paid off. Um, we've refinanced the second part and taken it over a longer period. So, um, which I think is quite clever because he knows we, we, that's comfortable to pay it off that way, and it leaves us with more money for the transfer budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I just add to the the Amazon thing? There is uh, at least the rest of the league would be would kill for an Amazon documentary. Could you imagine uh, our Canning Town Social and Bingo Club neighbours having an Amazon documentary? They would be bragging about it for fucking ever. Oh, they're coming to the London Stadium. They're going to be talking about us and our caravans. It would, they'd have to start it with a step tone, some music, I think. <laughs> I, think that, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but that's just that, that, that's how they should start it. But do you know what I mean? Any other club in the Premier League would love that documentary to be made about them would absolutely love about it and who knows part of the documentary is going to be how probably how it transitions on a match day from a football stadium into an american football stadium some of it might cover american football we don't know what it's going to cover but it's a good thing yeah they intend to actually have them the same day they intend to play the football in the afternoon the evening having an nfl game so the whole thing remains open i can't i can't see that happening i can't see I oh, can't see you get 60,000 football fans in and then away and another 60 fans in and then away on the same day. Well, the, the intention is that a lot of them to stay. That's part of the intent. I was reading about it. And that's a, that's the intention. Um, and I've got a funny, it wouldn't surprise me if we become the Amazon stadium. This is all part of it. I, I don't know, but um, this is, this is very much. And, and the, um, the deal that will eventually sign uh, should be a lot of money. So leave them alone. You know, just, we're trying to finish this podcast on, a, on an up. I know that the on pitch is, is pretty dismal at the moment. It will turn around at some stage. How quick, I don't know. But there's a lot to look forward to. And we've got to leave Levy and Pochettino to do their work. What they need now from all us guys is our support. And girls, sorry, and girls. Yeah, I think and girls. Those, yeah. rev- those revenue streams will, will keep the club secure um, for years, decades to come. Um, and forget West Ham. If you contrast that to, to Arsenal, 39,000 stadium, they knew it wasn't sustainable. 
they moved to um, a bigger stadium, a brand new stadium. There was a cost, obviously, associated to that, mm. and and they've done that, and we had to do the same. But we did. We've, we we not only did the same, we did a bit more. We we built this stadium that that can um, house other events that can you know provide that can provide revenue streams. We've we've got this situation where people are staying after games and 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 spending in 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 the stadium. And and Levy is a, is a smart businessman, and uh, I think that. We will see success eventually um, with 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 with, a, with with these extra revenue streams. I think fans are just, I suppose, in the short term, and football fans are very short termist. I think they're just probably a bit frustrated that we've got this new stadium and we've got this new training ground and we've got all this money now, and and and, and but they're not seeing those. They haven't seen trophies under Pochettino, and now they're not. They're, we're not getting the results this season, and 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 frustration, unfortunately. Balls over, and um, I get yeah, that. I, I get that, but you're, yeah. you're still competing with Man City, who are throwing money at it. And and how you think that we're going to compete with them at this moment? Um, I, I don't know. But you, you sh- clearly, we did. You know, we beat them in the semi-final, mm. um, so we have managed to. But over a Premier League season, uh, you, you, you're just not. And Liverpool also have have moved away from us. So the idea that we can win um, trophies um, and and being damned about it because we don't, um, you know, we, we, I, we will win one at, at some stage. I don't know how long it'll be, but we're working at it. That's, you know, the whole club are working towards it. Just going to be more patient than we're being. Yeah. And, 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 and as and when we do, we'll have that period where, where we're hopefully dominating and, and winning trophies. And then afterwards, there'll be a period where we're not doing well because that that's football. But the one constant through that time, not, not the fans, the obvious thing, but, will hopefully be these these extra re- revenue st- st- streams and the solid base that we've got which we didn't have didn't have in the 80s when when yeah. um the, 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 the sort of okay we we did some clever things then uh, becoming the first cl- club to float on the st- stock exchange etc and then we had that venture with um Hummel um where we became um, the distributor um, for, for their for, 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 for kits in, in, in the UK, but that all went terribly wrong. And then there was a, a situation in whatever it was, 1991, where we were on the verge of going bankrupt. And and I look at, look at that where we are now, and um, things like a couple of NFL games or whatever it is over the course of a season, I, I just it makes sense. I don't know what what, what the issue is with fans. It's not. I could understand if we were playing, if we had NFL games on the same pitch and it was ruining the pitch, etc. It's not in any way undermining the club. We've, we've got a separate pitch, it works. Um, if we'd have moved across London into a different stadium and then we're having NFL, I can see where the gropes come yeah. from. But we've stayed where we belong. Yep. Yep. Uh, we've got improved facilities. We've got more fans coming in. The match day experience is unparalleled in the Premiership. We've got the longest bar in Europe. We've got our own brewery. You know, uh, these are things that we should be crowing about. We should be crowing about these. You know, this is the next stage of Tottenham's evolution. We are not a small club that's won the pools like Man City or uh, Chelsea. We, uh, you know, we're not a, a, a club that's living on handouts like West Ham. We're a club that's doing it in the right way and growing organically. And this is part of that organic growth to get the money in, to get the revenue streams, to grow the club. 
It's simple. It's simple. You know, for all Levy's faults for not replacing players, if you want to point the blame at him, two seasons, you know, when that season we we didn't buy any players two seasons ago, fine. But he's a canny businessman and he knows how to make money and he is making us money. And that's only going to improve the club in the long yeah. term. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's finish off with a few more questions. Um, firstly, Kent Goodrich, um, nothing wrong with this team that they feel I couldn't kill. Um, he goes on to say we're broke, and I don't mean financially. I fear that there's a lot more pain ahead before it gets better. I bloody well hope not. Um, uh, well, I, hope it, it, I, I hope it gets better, but I hope there's no more pain. I think the, the next three matches could be quite painful. Yeah. Um, mm. I think he's right there. They could be quite, and we said they could be quite painful. But I just want to extend my thanks to Kent uh, 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 for the T-shirt, for the Seattle Spurs T-shirt. It's lovely. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kent. Ditto. Thank you, Kent. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. No, he's, he's quite he's quite perceptive, actually, Kent. I did notice in the saw his question. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, for somebody on across the pond, it must be difficult sometimes. The social media, it's a lot easier. But to um, not going to the games, um, I know he has been, but um, he's still very perceptive on how the team operate and how they're playing at the moment. So, yeah, I. I I think you're right, Kent. I think we're going to see just a little bit more pain, I'm afraid, before it gets better. But as all part of my rant just now, this is all part of the growing pains, I'm afraid. Um, we'd have bought a, we'd have probably paid a, bought our way out of it by um, transferring a lot more players in between times, and we haven't been able to do that because of all that else that's going on. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll live with it. Well, I will. Um, I just hope the rest of the fans will. Uh, they've just got to get behind the team, regardless. Those difficult games, like I said earlier, the, 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 the Liverpool one in particular, yep. they're the ones where you, on paper, don't expect anything from. It might well be that we end up getting some results somewhere along the line in a place that we didn't expect to get. Not so distant, if you, if you recall, but back in earlier this year when, when, when we were, we went up to Anfield and you and I were there, David, and we... We, 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 okay, we lost the match, but we should have got something out out of that game, and it was a spirited performance on the back of what had been quite a few poor poor results leading into that game. From, yeah. from what I recall, losing yeah. to Southampton and Chelsea away, and uh, various other teams. I think sort of in February onwards, um, Burnley. That was the other one. Oh, oh um, yeah. Um, so Kent's question—he just goes on to say, Posh's system is very reliant on the fullbacks, but our fullbacks are not very good enough. This seems like an issue. I think we sort of touched upon that, and then well, that's that's a part I was saying that Kent Kent was right on top of. He's mm. absolutely right, and I I absolutely agree with him. I think yeah. Besides a, besides the playmaker, um, to go to the five that I'm certain he'll go to, you're absolutely right, Kent. It's two fullbacks, and they are crucial to our development. And it's particularly that right-back spot that, that needs addressing. I mean, KWP wasn't no. on the bench again yesterday. Um, I don't really know what's going on there. I think I, I would say it's probably curtains for him in his first career. Yeah, I do as well. I just don't think he's quite good enough. I don't think he offers anything going forward that Pochettino wants. Would you take Adam Smith back? Not, not The Economist. Take who back? Adam Smith. Adam Smith? Adam, Adam Smith. Smith, yeah. Who's Adam Smith? Is it Adam Smith, Bournemouth player? Was he with us? Yeah. Um, do you mean the left back, the old left back? But uh, right back. Oh. Oh. I'll have to put up. Oh. Well, would, yeah, you've, you 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 you're you're way ahead <laughs> okay, of me there, we'll, Jeff. We'll, yeah. we'll 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 park that um, for now. Yeah. Um, just to follow up from from Kent's question. 
question. Uh, Mark Stoll says, what does Davis have to do to get a run in the side? Now, I think, um, John, you mentioned earlier the fact that he played in the, well, he played on was it Sunday, so it wasn't the middle of the week, was it? But he, he, he played one more international game than Rose did, and maybe he's going to play on Tuesday, and we've got one eye on that, but he needs to run a games. He's not really. He's come in and out of the team this season. He's not really had played that much, and he needs a, you know, Davis. That season when he came in for Rose, when Rose got injured, um, I thought he played really, really well. Um, but the first couple of games when he when he when he came in, it, it took him a while to to, to find his feet. And I, I, I don't know what he what he needs to do. I think it's a, it's a valid point. Um, I hope he doesn't chuck him in against Liverpool because I can remember an absolute horror show against when he played against Davis played against yeah. Liverpool. Um, no, I, I think Davis needs to be given a run in the team. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, Danny Rose, but um, your time's up. Um, yes, you were right about Adam Smith. Um, yeah, we, we we let him go as a, a youth player. Um, he's at Bournemouth. In his he's twenty eight though now. Yeah, so he's no he spring is. chicken. No, exactly. I, 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 he hasn't. Well, he hasn't appeared on my radar, so no, he's not the player. <laughs> Who knows where that right back mm. is? But he's got to be one that can fly down the wing. Sorry, but cutting across. Yes, give Davis a run. Give Davis a run. Why not? I mean, the, the thing is, you see, we don't see what Pochettino's trying to achieve. So, and when we play badly, of course, you still can't see what. Well, what was he trying to achieve by playing Rose? It's very difficult to understand. Except that he sees Danny Rose, and I, and I see Danny Rose a lot more as a flying wing back than I do Davis. But if you, you revert back to a back four, you would certainly say, yeah, I think Davis might be the more solid lad. But anyway. Mm. I'll wait for Sessignon. And, and I'm, I'm praying that we've got a lad there. Because there's, there's a bit of sympathy on Pochettino's part. Here he is, he signed three players and barely played any of them. Yeah, that's, you know, that's... Um, that's handicapped us, certainly. Yeah. Um, Just bad on, luck. On Rose, again, he's another one of these players who doesn't want to be at Spurs. And... No. Um, I think we should have sold him several windows back, really. Um, he made his comments summer of 2017, uh, and I think then it was against the backdrop of probably he was slightly frustrated that he he was injured at the time, and, and, and he's seen Carl Walker, big money move across to Man City, and... Now that's not, now that's not never going to happen for, for for Rose because he's he's a lot older and his form has has diminished quite a lot and uh, yeah I, I just I, I don't think he's good enough anymore um, really don't um, Ben Davis has has I think had more career assists than Rose certainly did at one point he's a younger player defensively he's solid yeah he doesn't have the pace we know that he's never had that. Um, but generally, he's come in and, and done a good job for us when called upon. Generally, yeah. 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 Um, right, final two questions. Um, question from the Cockrell. His handle is at, Twitter handle is at FelixTando2. Uh, he asks, is it fair to conclude now, given our league form since January, that our performance against Watford is as good as this current side is and that we're kidding ourselves if we think 
we are any better. The Champions League run of last season was their last hurrah. Discuss. Oh no, we, we no, we're better. We're better than Watford. I mean, you could see the amount of possession we had, the pressure. I know it wasn't good pressure. It really is, as I keep going back, it really is about creativity. Um, no, I, I, no, no, I, I, that's just, we're, su- we're suffering under our poor perf- um, performances of very recent times. And I know if you then go back, we haven't won away since 2019, and that plays on people's minds. And there is something in that. I, th- I don't think that's uh, something that's. Um, it's not, but we are better than, than Watford. But, I don't have a. But but it probably is the last hurrah for some of those players. But then that's that shouldn't oh, yeah. come as a, that shouldn't come as a su- surprise, given that Pochettino no. previously talked about a painful rebuild. Yeah. And now now we're actually and maybe a few people questioned that or, or, or thought he was being cryptic as he often is. Um, and now we're seeing that before our, our own eyes that certain players are not good enough, or certain players have their heads elsewhere, mm. and 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 are effectively in 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 the departure um, lounge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Simple fact is, we're too easy to defend against, as yeah. we, as as uh, eighty-five minutes showed yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, final question um, from the Dorset Spur. His handle is at Dorset Spur. Is it time to cut our losses and play players for the future, blooding them to gel and learn together for oncoming seasons? Yes, is, is my opinion. I like that question. And I thought, yeah, as a broad answer, yes, I'd be quite happy to take um, even mid-table obscurity um, if if these players at the want away really aren't giving the performances. Because it's, it's not Pochettino for me, it's these players. And and if you want to, I'm going to go one further. If you want to, as it, a lot of these fans are get no, he's, he's come to the end of his days. No, Pochettino, no, he's lost the dressing room. Fine, you sack him, you give the players the power. We don't do that. You give the manager the power. We back the manager, and if the players don't want to be there, I back Pochettino to lob them out the back into Javsom wheelie bin. That's fine by me. Mm-hmm. And then play the youngsters. Hopefully, Lacelso comes in soon. Dembele then gets us starting in the last starting lineup, and then we start to see Cessignon. We've got a good squad around still. Um, that it, it's not necessarily youngsters we have to play. We've still got a sizable squad, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with Dorset Spurs there. If that's what it is, but only Pochettino knows what the problems are, what he's really going through. But he has my backing to to jump dump him into a jazz wheelie bin. I'd I'd agree. Um, Poch has always been good at, at playing youngsters and we've always had a, a fine pedigree of bringing youngsters through and playing them and then um, and then and then moving them on if we have to. Um, I think that, that some of them deserve to be given a chance seeing as the, the showing in the Audi Cup and some of the, the performance that we saw there and we thought, oh, we've got a couple of players here. Give them a chance. They're going to be playing for the, their, their, their future, their pride and uh, uh, rather than paychecks and wanting to go somewhere else. I'd be happy with that. I wouldn't want mid-table obscurity, so, mind you. I'm, no, but <laughs> but, but I, I know where you I know where you're coming from. Yeah. So the following players um, are over the age of thirty. So you've got M- Michelle Vaughan. We've, we didn't mention him, but he's back at the club. Okay, that's that's te- that's a temporary thing. In yeah. light of Hugo's injury, so he's thirty-six. Fine. Um, you've got Musa Sissoko, thirty years old, who's been awarded a new contract. You've got Jan Vertonghen, 32. He'll be 33 um, in April. Wow. Um, you have got uh, 
you've got you've got Hugo Lloris, 32. He'll be 33 in December. You've got Alderweireld, who's 30. He'll be 31 in March. Um, and you've got Danny Rose, who is 29 and will be 30 next summer. Um, if I look at players in their late 20s, we've got a couple: Eriksson, um, Son, Mora, 27, Lamella, 27. Wanyama, 28. So, Gazaniga, 27. Uh, oh, is he? I, th- I thought he was yeah. about 29, Gazaniga. Yeah. 27. He'll be, 29. he'll be 28 in January. Uh. And then you've got Harry Kane, who's 26. He'll be 27 next yeah. summer. So, there's a handful there in, in their 30s. Excluding the goalkeepers, but outfield players. You've got a handful of players there. Um, uh, from Rose onwards, Rose obviously being first at thirty next summer. Um, so, I mean, would you? The question is: so the likes of, for example, um, Cession, uh, Don Bale, I think, is relatively young. Lacelso, Foyth, Sanchez, Taganga, Skip. Would we like to see some of these players be given more chances? Mm-hmm. Blooded. Yes. Yeah. 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 I. I, I not in a whole lump, but I mean, with La Celso, and I say we we only need to play a, a skip or or a, a um, the centre back. I can never remember his name, um, but you know the odd game. Um, but blood him in. I, I'd much rather than play these players who really yesterday didn't look, and especially with the goal. I mean, they didn't look as though they were bothered to run back, just not reacting. So, you know, as I say, mid mid table obscurity. Well, my point really is that. Yep, I'll I'll take the chance for future um, success and back Pochettino doing it. Absolutely. The money that's been spent on developing these players has to go somewhere. It can't just turn into a a, a couple of hundred thousand when they move to Peterborough or wherever they go. There's got to be some outcome on these. It's not, you know, we, we've Kane, uh, Winks. There's there's plenty of players there that we can bring through. If you think yeah. of the names that we've had in the past as well that have come through the the club ranks and and have been good for us, um, yeah, we need we need to blood some of these players. I mean, I certainly looking at, looking at yesterday, look, looking at the eleven who started and and you know, the likes of Ericsson, for example, who wasn't there. There were there were just too many players who were just particularly that first half who were just strolling about um, and were showing the same level of effort and desire that was shown at Brighton a couple of weeks ago. And I want players like Lamella, like Sun. Okay, they're they're twenty seven, they'll be twenty eight going on twenty eight. They're not old, but they're they're a decent age. But but I want players like that that care and put in a shift mm. and too many of the players yesterday didn't and we know the we know who they are and and I'd rather the likes of Skip, for example, um, even Takanga get 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 a few more get a few more games. Um, blood, blood them in, you know, take that risk. And I think there'll, there'll come a point this season where if if it, if it looks like we're not going to qualify for the Champions League, but you know a Europa League spot is on, for example, I think at that point we've we've got we've got to start start. To, Blood those youngsters. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, the next podcast will be recorded 
a week tomorrow, the day after we play Liverpool um, Monday evening. Um, until then, um, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Thanks very much, Jeff. Thank you, John. Come on, you Spurs! Yay! <laughs> and until next time, the future's bright, the future's really white. Good night. Seen its pain, it's had its load of nights. We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.